from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Cara. This is You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That's amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Mocha. Yes, sir. You ready? Yes, sir. Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. We were talking yesterday because uh, there's that tour with Jazzy Jeff. And you were like, hey, maybe Will Smith would jump on stage with them in Philly or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So it turns out DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince are set to reunite at a Grammy salute to 50 years of hip hop, which is going down on November 8th at the YouTube Theater in Inglewood. So uh, oh. they're going to be doing a show. A lot of people included in this. My God. Jazzy Jeff, Fresh Prince, Arrested Development, wow. Big Daddy Kane, Black Sheep, Cypress Hill. Uh, who else is in there? Is Run DMC on that list? Juvenile. I'll oh, back that ass up. Too short. Yes. Show, uh, LL Cool J. They Uncle call Luke? me stepdaddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I love, cool I love that you know all the words to that song. <laughs> I'm telling you, my world of hip hop, like I came from the two live crew, two short world. Yeah. Okay. Like to me, that is where like when I started getting into stuff. That's great. <laughs> is 50 Cent there? Uh, good question. If 50s here, the two chains is there, um, because they got to cover off all the the different eras, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, that's gonna be cool. I wonder why they they never ask, or maybe they've asked and he just straight up said no, but uh, Drake to be a part of any of this. This seems this group is the same group that has worked together on the A and E show about the hip hop museum. So this is a yeah. a group that is doing all of this together. They last souls there. Oh, love it. So do I. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Sam Bankman Freed. This is the FTX crypto guy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yesterday you rip was a lot of people. Oh, off? bro, like everybody. Uh, yesterday he was found guilty on all seven criminal uh, counts against him in New York. Faces up to 115 years in prison. Wow. Uh, he was convicted of wire fraud and conspiracy to commit wire fraud against FTX customers and against uh, uh, Alameda Research. Conspiracy to commit securities fraud and conspiracy to commit commodities fraud against FTX investors and conspiracy to commit money laundering. They said uh, this is the uh, U.S. District Attorney. They said Sam Bankman-Fried perpetrated one of the biggest financial frauds in American history. They went on to say, uh, while the cryptocurrency industry might be new and the players like Sam Bankman-Fried mm-hmm. might be new, this kind of corruption is as old as time. This case has always been about lying, cheating, and stealing, and we have no patience for it. So this was after $10 billion in customer Holy money that was sitting in FTX uh, crypto exchange went missing. And then at the time, Sam Bankman-Fried said that he didn't realize his company had lost $10 billion. <laughs> um, 
so here, you know, so this guy, this like Sam Bankman Freed guy, uh-huh. huge nerve, right? But like he was young in his 20s when all this started. Like there was talk of this guy eventually running for president because he came out as like a do gooder, right? Sure. He dro- drove a junkie car. All he wanted to do was save the world. Like, so here's a clip of like one of the, the, the crypto bros uh, doing an interview on a profile and saying, bang, bang, bang. Sam doesn't need the money to buy a Lamborghini or to buy a Rolex or to impress his friends. In fact, his car is a Toyota Corolla. Hold on, Where, where's your car? It's uh, that one there. That's like what, a Toyota? Uh, yeah, it's a Corolla. Why don't you buy a Lamborghini, man? It didn't have any particular need for one. He uh-huh. wants to get rich in order to impact the world and change it. Try to think about what are the most important problems facing the world today and what can you do to help make those as much better as possible. In the next few decades, Sam may become a trillionaire. He is an example that age is just a number and that making money is not a bad thing as long as you use that money to help the world. Like who's this? Right. So, still, We're still done, man. man. Still Amazing. Sounds it's, trustworthy. I give him my money. Still <laughs> That's why people gave him their money, though, right? So this is the absolute best part. So the jury was given the case yesterday, right? So closing yeah. arguments happened yesterday. The jury was given the case at 3.15. They broke for dinner at 6, then called everyone in for the verdict at 7.37. That wow. fast? Okay. And you know they had it before dinner, mm-hmm. but wanted that meal. Of course. You want that steak, right? Right. <laughs> Right? You want that Chinese buffet? <laughs> yes, you do. You want to get everything. <laughs> Give me all the things. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, did you hear that new Beatles song yesterday? Yes. So, like the, the new old Beatles song. So, this was um, before John Lennon was killed. Uh, there was a cassette tape that he had recorded a song on, like a demo in his New York City apartment. And mm-hmm. uh, after he was killed, Yoko uh, gave it to the remaining Beatles. But at the time, technology didn't allow them to separate John's voice from the piano, right? So, oh, okay, so, sure. so, so they couldn't do anything. They couldn't do anything with it. Uh, and then all these, year, all these years later, because of the way tech is now, mm-hmm. you can separate anything. And so John went back and they finished the song basically. It was, it was Peter Jackson, the director, that did all the work on this song. Yeah, so here's uh, Now and Then. One, two, three. It sounds like the Beatles. Yeah. I know it's true. Right? It's all because of you. I don't know, guys. Like, it's emotional. I mean, don't yeah. hate, but no. But I think it's you're kinda, missing. It's kind of mid. Yeah, it is. It's not a great Beatles song. No, but I think it's the the purpose. Like, imagine you're a huge Beatles fan, and then all of a sudden, years later, there's a new song. I but we're sort of used to that, though. That happens mm-hmm. all the time now. That's all right. Yeah, it's fine. I think that this part coming up is the only like de- sort of like Beatlesy sounding part, I guess. This part, where it's like I guess Paul McCartney gets in there and 
mm-hmm. where he gets in there and does some harmonies and stuff. Because they always had great harmonies, right? Sure. Like, that's the thing about the Beatles. They did great harmonies, but... Like, I'm not going to listen to it after no, this one time that yeah. we're playing it No, now. no, like, 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 people will always listen to the Beatles. Mm. Will this song sort of be carried with the rest of their catalog? This ain't making it onto the playlist. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just kind of, I mean, they were able to use the tech sure. and, and everything use else. Use the technology. And, yeah. Serve and, as the fans. And I don't know what sort of AI was used in order to sort of do all of this stuff, but does this, because there is AI involved, does this now not make it eligible for any awards? Like, how does that work? Like, what world does that live in now? But what Maybe. AI is in there? I mean, it's, it was his recording. I know, but they used AI. No, but they didn't use AI to add more words. No, but they use AI to like. There, there's it. there's AI in this. Hmm. There's AI in this. I think it's. Still I guess eligible. they would have to. They would have to prove know. what parts of the song were. But they're, AI. they're not hiding it though. No, right? I know. Like they're not at all hiding it. But they need to say. I don't know. I mean, I mean I'm with you. It's it's, it's fine. Like, it's kind of cool that they found like an old cassette tape yeah. and stuff like that. We right? also have George like, Harrison, who's also dead on this song. Yeah, which is I'm I'm also not happy with. It's oh. weird, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, because how else would they do that? That's all AI. But it's also he record. But George recorded his part. Okay, I don't know, man. And anyway, the song is fine, right? Yeah, it's, I agree. it's fine. <laughs> I agree. It's fine. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, how bad is this writer's uh, strike that happened and the ongoing actor strike affecting shows? Uh, the conversation was like, how much did they have banked? Yeah. Um, how much did they get shot? Did they get anything shot? And some of these new shows that we're still waiting for, when will they debut? So um, HBO did the prequel for It, that show called mm-hmm. uh, Welcome to Dairy. Oh, yes. Very and looking forward to that. the other big show that people are waiting for on HBO is the third season of White Lotus. Which is shot, right? Both have been pushed to 2025. No! 2025. But wasn't White Lotus supposed to be next year? It was. It was scheduled for well, 2024. Because they haven't filmed anything yet. Oh, I thought they did. Both of them were on. <gasps> both of them were on the schedule for oh, 2024. No. Uh, the the It show was supposed to debut um, Halloween next year, and then they've pushed it now another full year because they haven't even filmed it. Because I don't know, I I, not, but right? I don't know. They didn't. They didn't get so enough how come of it. Some shows are coming out still because, because of, they 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 managed to get it all done. Wow. Uh, shot them before Yellowstone, which yeah. hasn't been on for forever. I don't even know when. The last season of Yellowstone finished last year? Yeah, it's got to be last year. Yeah, so no. they're now uh, November. So season five of Yellowstone will premiere November 2024. Mm. So a year from now. I'm not going to lie. I gave up on the last season, guys. Yeah. After like the second or third episode. Yeah, and I don't even know if uh, if Kevin Costner is going to be in this new season. I, I don't uh, I don't. Were there problems? Didn't he dip? Yeah, I don't know if... Uh, I don't know if uh, he was even around to shoot anything. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Mariah Carey was on with Jimmy Kimmel last night. Love, what? Mar- love Mariah. I guess talking about Christmas, you know. Oh, okay. Because uh, she did that video, the the whole it's time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here's uh, Jimmy and Mariah talking about, uh, you know, the holidays. It's time is kind of the theme, right? It's yes. time. It's Christmas time now. Yes. But is it? <laughs> It's the season, darling. It's the season. Well, what about Thanksgiving? Is it Halloween? Well, we have to have Thanksgiving. Yeah, we do have Thanksgiving. It's the holidays, is it not? 
I feel like not, Thanksgiving like, what's next? is like a speed bump now. It's just like nothing. I don't disagree with you, by the way. Yeah. I had to just go with the flow because everybody was rushing the holiday season and they started playing my song. So I kept being like, not yet. Don't play it yet. It's not time yet. Why are we, why are we playing Christmas songs? But they were doing it. So then I just was like, okay, this is, it became like, it, it was a joke. It was yeah, just for laughs. You can't like, really control that, right? I can't yeah. control that, no. So yeah. I just started making this It's Time video. Uh-huh. And last year I was a witch. And like this year I was the, I froze myself because clearly I'm frozen already. <laughs> I love that she does that though. Uh, also had no idea Mariah Carey doesn't have a driver's license. Listen to this. Do you have a driver's license? No. You don't? No, but I, I can drive. No, you can't. <laughs> I can't if there's an adult over the age of 20 or something. You have a learner's permit? I, I don't have a new learner's permit. I had one oh, when man. I first applied. You know, you're, you know you're a big star when you don't even have to have a driver's license. That's well, amazing. why do you have to have it? I mean, like. I guess do you, you don't. <laughs> I guess you don't. <laughs> but she lives in New York, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, come on. She, she, and she lives in New York a, and L.A. She's had a driver since she was like 20. 19. Or something yeah. like that. The when last she, time she had her license was when she was married to Tommy Mottola. Yeah. Like, but, like, once she broke out onto the scene, like, she skyrocketed quickly. Very. So she didn't need, like, no. she had people driving her, flying her everywhere, since right? she was 19 years yeah. old. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, a new poll asked moviegoers if uh, movies over three hours should have intermissions. Ooh, so, hours. so 24% of people said yes for movies that are three hours or more. Another 23% yes for movies that are two hours. Nah. <laughs> 25 said, uh, 25% said that uh, a movie should never have an intermission, while 12% of people said full across the board, all movies should have intermissions. No! <laughs> I agree with the three-hour one, only because when I watch Endgame in the theaters, yeah. man, I was hurting because I got, like, all the snacks, and I got, like, the big, big, big drink. Right. So I was... That's a long time. Yeah. And yeah. I was not going to get up at any point during that movie. No, huh? No. I had to pee during Barbie. Which is <laughs> <laughs> over two hours long, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. How I, many times? Uh, just once. Okay. Just once. But it was like right at the beginning. It was like, oh, I, was, really? I, was, I was in the theater for like, I think 15 minutes. And I was like, I gotta pee. <laughs> yeah. And then it came back. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. What if theaters offered where you can buy tickets to the non-intermission screening or the one a little bit more and you go to the intermission screening? Well, but here's the thing is that they say that it's the young adults who are more interested in having an intermission than yeah. the older moviegoers. Oh. You agree I, with that, I, Because I think that older moviegoers are still they still have a sort of romantic notion of what it means to go to the theater right where young adults watch everything at their own will where they can pause when they need to pause like everything is on streaming sure. right and going to the theater isn't the same you don't have that it's, control. it's not an experience like it was for us going you know growing up right yeah. you're in favor of a uh, intermission maria if it's like three hours definitely i find that like even after two hours like i have the time when i start drinking my beverage at the movie theaters because I will have to pee. Right. So is it only to pee? Like, is it? Yeah. A pee no. No. It's only to go to the washroom because Shem, I feel like it no. can't last. Who? <laughs> Listen. It's to check your cell phone. Right. All no. that time not checking your phone. All that, that time. All that time not checking your cell phone. Nine that stresses me out. Three hours. Don't you just check your phone during the movie? No, oh, I don't. They God have commercials sake. about you before the movie. You, Tommy no. Texter, put yeah. your phone yeah. away. Put your phone away. 
The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Logan Paul is apparently the U.S. Uh, champion of wrestling. Yes! Finally! I don't know how y'all feel about that. It's amazing. Is it? I Great thought, match. I thought yeah. Logan Paul should have got the belt or a belt a long time ago. It was only a matter of time. Mysterio. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Paul got the brass knuckles. The brass knuckles I mean, on the apron. Mysterio has no idea. 619 connecting, though. Mysterio with an opportunity to put... Oh, oh my no! goodness. Knockout punch with the brass knuckles. Logan Paul is the United States champion. Here's your winner. And new <laughs> So we're happy about this? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. But didn't, he, didn't he cheat? Yeah, he cheated, Maury. Lo- with the brass knuckles. Yeah. about that part? Well, I'm very worried about that part. Yeah. So what did he do? He beat up a legend with uh, brass knuckles sure and then... Did. Yeah. I mean, and then won the belt. Beat him up. But isn't Logan Paul like a nice guy in wrestling? No. Oh, he's not? He's, he's a, a heel. Is he? He's sure. a bad guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, I didn't Fans think hate him. Uh-huh. <laughs> really? You know what, though? He, at one point, they tried to make him somewhat of a good guy. Yeah. But very quickly, you knew he was a great bad guy. Really? Huh? Yeah. So I if cannot fans hate wait. him, then why did they script this the win? Well, because you got to have a bad guy uh-huh. every now and then. Creates heat. Uh-huh. Yeah. I cannot wait to hear the uh, impulsive podcast, <laughs> which I think comes out today, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. there, there you go. Logan Paul. Uh, yes. My guy he finally did it. Wrestling, wrestling champion. Yo, and, a su- and yo, let me tell you, Logan Paul, yeah. great business guy, right? Smart. Yeah. He gets a title, and within seconds, mm-hmm. so he stands up to face the crowd, and he knew the the camera angle where all the photographers were taking the photos, right? right? Yeah. And immediately, somebody threw uh, his bot, you know, prime, his yeah. hydration drink. Sure. Threw one at him so he could hold and pose. It was like perfect timing. Well, <sighs> because I had that all planned out. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, if anybody's looking to get their ma the uh, Barbara Streisand memoir um, mm-hmm. for Christmas, uh, it's called My Name is Barbara. Um, so she didn't want to talk about any of her famous uh, A-list lovers in the book, but apparently her oh. editors forced it upon her. So she does open up apparently in the book uh, about her uh, exes, Don Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, John Peters, I believe I well, who's, was it Andre Agassi, the uh, the the tennis the tennis player. Right player? Also, um, uh, former Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau. Uh oh, uh oh, because <laughs> I think that they linked up while he was in office. Uh oh, <laughs> so we'll see what's doing in there. Um, but if you are looking to get the uh, the book, uh-huh. um, Barbara Streisand's memoir is nine hundred and twenty nine hundred and ninety two pages long. Okay, that is a big book. Hefty. That is a hefty, hefty book. The audio version, just so you know, uh-huh. that Barbara reads herself. Okay. So I'll give you, I'll give you like a like a sort of frame of mind, right? Like my book was the average sort of like memoir length, right? Three hundred thirty pages, kind of thing. That's a decent sized memoir. Mm-hmm. Barbara's is nine hundred ninety two. The audio version of my book, which was long, was nine hours. Yeah. It took if me you, a week to listen to thank it. Thank you. If you sat down to listen to Barbara Streisand's memoir uh-huh. through audiobook. It's 48 hours and 15 minutes. Oh, my God. It's two days nonstop. Yes, a lot of So here's a little bit of Streisand. Even after all these years, I'm still kind of hurt by the insults and can't quite believe the praise. 
I guess when you become famous, you become public property. You're an object to be examined, photographed, analyzed, dissected. And half the time, I don't recognize the person they portray. I must say, I've never gotten used to it. And I try to avoid reading anything about myself. I wonder if she talks about the Streisand effect in her book. What's that? So the Streisand effect is what everybody now refers to as the Streisand effect, which is when you attempt to conceal, hide, or remove something, and then it has the opposite effect. So what happened was is Barbara Streisand has a house in California, mm-hmm. like either like Santa Barbara or Malibu or one of those places. And there was some sort of like geological um, survey thing done of the area. Mm-hmm. And a picture of her house was on like this website, right, that nobody knew about. Okay. Nobody knew mm-hmm. about it at all. Were people trying to figure out where no, she lived? No, nobody, like nobody knew. knew nobody nobody knew. It was a something completely different, but it was a picture of Barbara Streisand's house. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was Barbara Streisand tried to conceal that and have it removed. From the internet? Right. From okay. this website and everything else. So then what happened is now everybody knows where Barbara Streisand lives mm-hmm. because of that, right? So nobody knew. She was like, take that off there now. Mm-hmm. Then they were like, no. And now everybody knows because she made a big stink about gotcha. doing it, right? So it's when people try to conceal something that you may not even know about, but in doing yeah. so, you popularize it to the masses. So now if you gotcha. Google the Streisand effect, it's literally hundreds of thousands of pictures of Barbara Streisand's house. <laughs> you did it to yourself, girl. You did it to yourself. I wonder if Nobody a, cares. Is there a chapter in a book that talks about it, you think? Like if, I'm hoping she talks about the Streisand effect. <laughs> but if you Google the Streisand effect, it's a beautiful house, don't get me wrong. She's got money, Barbara Streisand. Yeah, it's stunning. I googled it here. <laughs> <laughs> so many pictures of her home. So many. There's so many pictures of her house. Weird shaped pool, though. Kind of like a teardrop kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's a very odd shaped pool. Anyway, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. SAG and the Actors uh, Union put out a statement saying that they are looking over the latest proposal from the studios, which the studios call their last, best, and final offer. Oh, no. SAG says, we've received an offer today from the studios, which they characterize as, yes, their last, best, and final. This was the same uh, one that they sent to the writers as well, was the same wording, the last, best, and final. Uh, SAG says that they are reviewing it and considering a response within the Context of the critical critical issues addressed uh, in their proposals on Saturday. This all went down, which was the 114th day of the actors' strike. This is where all the top brass from uh, Netflix, Disney, NBC Universal, Paramount, Amazon, Sony, Warner Brothers, and Discovery uh, had the big meeting over Zoom. And then they say this is a full package, forward-looking and fair. And uh, they tell Deadline that uh, it addresses. Uh, some important issues that they call a historic package for the guild, including strong AI protections. So we'll see what they come back with. They but get 100 the hell back to work. 114 days. I got things to watch. Been. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast.
Uh, Machine Gun Kelly was at uh, F1 in Brazil, and um, <laughs> Martin Brundle, who is he goes viral all the time. This guy I for his know. like, so like uh, on the where all the cars are when celebrities are like walking through. He works for Sky Sports, and he just walks up and starts interviewing people. And sometimes the interviews are awesome, yeah, and sometimes they're not. And this is difficult to follow. This is Machine Gun Kelly, where everybody went in on Machine Gun Kelly. So it's an awkward interview, and really Machine Gun Kelly gives him nothing. Mm-hmm. But where it all goes to hell at the end and you'll hear it is machine gun kelly just starts asking him if he can air guitar and he says no i can air piano and the machine gun kelly is like okay let's air guitar together and i need you to air piano and martin's like no right (laughs) and and then and then machine gun kelly just gives the camera like a big thumbs down and walks away so that's the whole context of everything now you can enjoy it martin brando sky f1 good to see you Uh, welcome to our grid I have no idea what you said, but thank you. I said welcome to the grid. Ah, thank you, thank you. Honor to be here. Tell us about uh, your career at the moment. That's a, that's a puppy. What, what, what are you saying? Tell us about your career at the moment. What, what's going on for you? Um, oh, my career. I don't think about my career. I don't think about it. Uh, well, well, I'll tell you what, good luck with it, whatever you do. What do you think about our business? Business <laughs> is great. It's loud. Your life's on the line. That's exciting. I was in a studio the other week, and uh, Lewis Hamilton was in the other studio. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Really good to see you. What do you, what do you think about my business? Uh, we love your business, okay. because there's always been a great synergy between the music business and the motor racing business, somehow. Wait, you, well, you go me, back decades. Can you give me your best air guitar? Uh, no, I can't. I learned the piano <laughs> once, and I know the middle yeah, yeah, C was near the lock, piano. and that's about it. Let's do an air piano and air guitar collaboration right now. Three, two, uh, one. There's millions. Oh. You do it. Oh, you <laughs> do I can't do it. I can't do it. I keys. I need keys. I need the piano. I probably need to get on, but uh, because we got some, we got some people to see. But they don't deserve my, they deserve my air. Uh, something tells me I won't be on his Christmas card list. But why <laughs> didn't you just play along? Oh so, so good. So awkward. So, good. so I, I wonder if not to defend Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. But like in that moment where he's standing on the grid, like it is so loud because you got the engines from the cars, you got all the music, you got all the people. Maybe he really couldn't hear. That's what he was trying to, to make Hold on. up. I'll tell you what exactly what he said in a oh, second. Okay. No, but I'll tell you where it all went wrong is because uh-huh. Machine Gun Kelly's a douche. Yeah. And, oh, I know that. And, knows that. and when you're in the middle of, when you're there and you're a celebrity and it's just the world of music and the world of sports and everything else, when somebody says, hey, tell me about your career right now, right? Mm. What they want to know is, are you working on an album? Are you working on a movie or whatever, sure. right? It's a soft, it's the softball of the most softball questions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You don't say, oh, I don't really think about my career. Yeah. You don't do that. The cool guy answer. Right? You don't do that. Yeah. That That is what made you a huge douche. So everybody started going in on Machine Gun Kelly saying that uh, it was the 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 worst interview um, that they've done on F1. And Machine Gun Kelly says, my vibe is, quote, the worst. How? Because someone put a microphone in my face, essentially forcing me to do a random interview when I was just trying to enjoy an event. Because car engines were so loud, I couldn't hear him. Please tell me more about why I'm the worst. And then he goes on to say, my anxiety has won. I hate being in public. Then don't be a douche. Yeah. But he tried to make it fun at the end, though, and the guy wouldn't play along. Yeah, I kind of agree with Maury on this one a little bit. 
No. He like, realized yeah. he was being a huge douche mm-hmm. and was like, oh, my God, I'm doing that thing again where everybody calls me a giant douche, and now I'm going to try and have a little bit of fun. But the guy already was like, you're a huge douche. Yeah, that guy's and, and also, I'm not going to perform for you. I asked you a simple question. Uh-huh. And now you want me to embarrass myself? No. The uh, his interviews. I'm not gonna air guitar. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, but he couldn't hear. Here. Like it's not fair that the reporter has headphones he and machine. He heard the no. question. Yeah, he did hear the question. He heard every single question. No, he even says, "Going, I can't hear what you said, but thanks." He answered the question after he repeated it. No, when he said, "Maury, I'm not getting into this argument with you. I can play it back for you." He heard the question. Also, for Lewis Hamilton. When Machine Gun Kelly said, hey, I was in the studio last week. Lewis Hamilton was there. Yeah. Bro, after Lewis Hamilton's performance yesterday oh, and his know. team. Are you going all F1 on me when we're trying to have a conversation about yeah, Machine yeah, Gun yeah. Kelly being a douche? Yeah. Don't do that. Why? Nobody wants to talk F1 with you. Yo, big up Max Verstappen. Oh, no, not him. No, no, oh, no, God. no. We're not having an F1 no. conversation Anyone else? right now. Machine Gun Kelly did look great, Shut though. Up. He looks... St- okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, no, his outfit, not it. You guys didn't like it? It was very hot. No, it he, was not. He just looked like he was like a yellow his, spandex costume. His, uh, his black underwear was showing. It was gorgeous. Yeah, that's just... I've, I've never, there is no more famous person who looks like they are consistently LARPing than Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was either he, going to or just coming back from. He and, Me- he and, Megan, he and Megan Fox are like, lar- like oh. he is LARPing like, be a cool rock star. Uh-huh. She wasn't and, there, eh? No, no, I don't know. I didn't see Are her. they together? I, didn't see, I think so. I don't know. Uh-huh. But yeah, he is such a LARPer, it's not even funny. I had to look that up. I don't know what LARPing is. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. If, as if Winona Ryder couldn't be any more just endearing and adorable and all that other stuff. So Sean Levy, the executive producer of Stranger Things, was doing an interview on the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast mm. about what it was like at the initial stages of casting uh, Winona Ryder and what's the guy's name who plays uh, the sheriff? What's that guy's name? Oh, Hopper? Hopper. The guy that plays Hopper? Oh, yeah, what's his name again? Um, Hopper. Hopper. Because he was pretty much like, nobody knew who he was, uh-huh. right? So he was like an unknown, but also went on a ride. David Harbour. David Harbour, thank you. Uh, so listen to uh, Sean Levy uh, lay out what that first meeting with Winona Ryder was like. When you guys were developing that, when you were casting that, was it more difficult to get the get Netflix to approve David Harbour to be one of your main adult leads or to convince Winona Ryder to do a series? Um, Winona opened our first meeting the Duffers and I sat down and had tea with her. Uh, she opened by asking, what is Netflix? What is streaming? Is it like TV, but different? That was the starting point. But yeah, Winona took a little onboarding uh, to explain this emerging um, form of storytelling um, called Netflix and streaming. No, but Netflix, Netflix like been around well, when Stranger I'm, Things first started yeah and before that netflix was like it was a video company right like you hmm. would you get mail order dvds well, you heard of netflix yes i know i know but winona ryder had these people they live in bubbles right like they have no yeah. idea they have huh. no idea i don't even, it's be surprised if she even had his television right they don't like maybe like, at the time like would beetlejuice not have been streaming on yeah but she doesn't watch netflix. netflix she doesn't watch netflix right she goes to the cinema <laughs> i don't know what okay. she does <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Elaine from uh, Seinfeld, hysterical. She was uh, receiving the Wall Street Journal Innovator Award oh, nice. uh, over the weekend. And she asked, because it's the Innovator Award, mm-hmm. uh, she asked um, uh, Chat 
like a, an AI chatbot to write her acceptance speech for the Wall Street Journal Innovators Award. Oh, gosh. Okay. okay. So here we go. This is exactly what ChatGBT said. Ladies and gentlemen, esteemed guests, and fellow investors. <laughs> Today is a moment of profound gratitude and reflection for me as I accept the great honor of being recognized as the investor of the year by Wall Street Journal. <laughs> <laughs> Reflecting on this milestone, I am reminded of the unwavering support of my family and the unyielding dedication of my team that has been the driving force behind my investment strategies <laughs> and my performances in Aaron Brockovich. Pretty Women and Mystic Pizza. Oh, no. Come on now. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. She wrote that, right? No, 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 no. Because they also said that uh, Richard Dreyfuss was her grandfather in the speech. (laughs) 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 Who is her? She's loaded, eh? He's like a shipping tycoon. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Like, she's worth, like... dad or grandfather? I think it's her grandfather. I'm not sure. Runs like a shipping thing. But, like, we're not talking millions. We're talking billions. Billions. Like, the family worth. Like an incredible amount of money. Way to go, Elaine. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Homer's not choking Bart anymore. I guess they've taken that out of the show. You know, we always used to like, yeah. Why are you little? Yeah, right? Uh, so they, they introduced, a, I guess there's a new neighbor in the show, and he walks up and introduces himself to Homer with a handshake, uh-huh. and then listen to what Homer says. Whoa, that's quite a grip. See, Marge, strangling the boy has paid off. Just kidding. I don't do that anymore. Times have changed. Right? So, oh, so that's how they explain it? Yeah, so Homer can't strangle Bart anymore, because I guess it's... But that was like... You know, part of a gag for how many years? Yeah. Well, for like, yeah, for like 30 years. Yeah. He's trying to, now he's now like, all, no, of a sudden, all of a sudden times have changed. Yeah. Over 30 years. Come on, Homer. Right? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Lauren Hill has a the reputation for always being late to shows, oh, right? Notorious. Always being late. Yep. And then after she was late uh, by 30 minutes in LA on Saturday. 30? That's it? That's it. Yes. Bro. Okay. So. Like, uh, Yo, when Lauren Hill, Lauren Hill in late hour and a half, two hours, 30 minutes, that's a, you got a great Lauren Hill. I right waited there. three hours for her once. And yeah, and the problem is that she has an opening act who's a DJ, right? Uh-huh. And people, you know, they're into him. He's supposed to do a 30 minute set. Yeah. But the problem is she brings these opening acts out on. And when Lauren Hill is late and not there, the DJ just continues to spin. And so what happens is this guy who got the crowd really going for 30 minutes, mm-hmm. they wind up booing him off stage. Oh, poor guy. Because he's got to then do 90 minutes. Uh-huh. And they think he's being all self indulgent. Yeah. Right? So anyway, so here's Lauren Hill sort of explaining. Say it again, she's late. So hard to She's late to Yo, y'all lucky I'm making this blood run stage every night. Hey, would you like to make another one? 
the same album over and over and over. Yeah, and you were late over and over and over <laughs> and over <laughs> again. So, okay, so you've waited how long for Lauren Hill Mocha? I've waited two hours for Lauren Hill. Maury? Three hours. Three hours. Shem, do you have a time? I wouldn't waste my time going oh, to see Lauren Hill. Now, people were, here's the thing, though. People were leaving when I went. People yeah, were leaving. Really? I would, the, too. The time that I waited for Lauren Hill, it was at a music festival. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I was there just for Lauren Hill. Gotcha, gotcha, right? Gotcha, so gotcha, I was gotcha. able to leave go get a drink gotcha right okay. check out one yeah, of the festival yeah, yeah. stages for some other like up-and-coming artists and every time i came back it was like no lauren hill no lauren still. hill still the show i was that was literally she was the one we were there for you were her only there for lauren hill and it was we bought tickets for her three hours yeah and people were leaving people of were angry yeah. and then when she hit the stage she rushes through everything right well yeah because she was three hours late yeah my god I disappointing at this point in your life, if you buy a ticket to see Lauren Hill, that's on you. It, you're right. Yeah, you're right, Shem. Really no, is. you're right. You're right. That really yeah. is. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, the Bears have been renewed for season three on FX. Yes! And I guess Hulu as well. My favorite show. Thank you, Roz, for introducing us to the Bear. Yeah. You were the first to watch it, and then I believe Shem started watching it. Mm -hmm. And I just wrapped season two over the weekend. You did, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It is good. easily my my favorite show. Yeah, it's great. It's shot well. It's written well. Um, the music is perfect in it. Yeah, there's still uh, pending Emmy nominations uh, for the show for season one. I guess it would be still uh, for season yeah, one. Yeah, for uh, it's so weird. It, it, the bears in the comedy categories, which is so Dumb. weird. It's so Dumb. weird, but they have to do that, right? Like, can it be in multiple? Can it be like comedy no, and no, drama? Nope. No, you submit for one or the other. But comedy has more to do with, like, the length of the show as well because historically oh. you're going against one-hour dramas. Uh, and, and, and you know, the, the bear doesn't want to go up against what would succession. Be succession, yeah. Right? Like, I you think know, you should be allowed to put it in multiple categories. Yeah, you can't. Just though. like you can put yourself in multiple categories on dating sites. Yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. It's so, especially for like the Emmys and the Golden Globes, like it's so, it's so weird, but it is not a comedy. Like it's not so, even, so it's not is, even a dark comedy. So this is like from them. Like this is strategic on their part. They submit. Right? Yes. Mm. Yes. They, the, it's well, the producers, listen, there are comedic uh, the elements to it. It's like really funny. It's not a comedy. It's not, no, no, it's not a comedy, but right? there are. Like. Cousin, there are some uh, Yes, but it's parts, not right? a comedy. Like. Maria, know. have you and Louis started watching the show yet? No, I haven't, but I've Yo. heard nothing but like amazing things. It's I think my sister so watched good. it too. Yeah, it's it's really on good. Hulu, it's, right? Uh, yeah, Disney. Disney. You can watch it on Disney. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, so yeah. good. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, WeWork has filed for bankruptcy protection in uh, New Jersey. They did that yesterday. Did you watch that show, the WeWork show? On, no. Uh, no. But you know what's so funny? I used to see, because I'm on paper YouTube. Yeah. But I used to see like ads for WeWork for WeWork a lot, and then all of a sudden they disappeared. Yeah, and now a I know why. Two blocks from here, WeWork. There's one right around the corner from where I live. Yeah. There's a there's a WeWork. Um, but also the TV show was um, Anne Hathaway and 
Jared oh, Leto. Right. On Apple, I think, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Was that good? It's wild, man. Yeah. I enjoyed the show. Uh-huh. I, it's not a great show, but I really, I really enjoy the show. So what? Bankruptcy, So the bankruptcy huh? filing uh, is limited to their locations in the U.S. and Canada. The company said in a press release, the company reported liabilities ranging from $10 billion to $50 billion. <sighs> According to the bankruptcy filing, WeWork has suffered one of the most spectacular corporate collapses in recent U.S. history, they said, over they the past couple of years. They shouldn't use the word spectacular, because that makes it sound like a good thing. Well, this wasn't <laughs> them saying it. This was somebody else. This is analysis of it. So oh, okay. WeWork was valued in 2019 at $47 billion. Then the company tried and failed to go public five years ago. Uh, and now they are filing for bankruptcy. Is so it because there, of COVID, you there think? There will be... Yeah, well, I mean, that was, a, that was a big part of it because there was no WeWork, right? Like the, for all anybody those, who doesn't know what WeWork is... It's shared office space, mm-hmm. and it was a great thing for a while, and everybody sort of loved it. Like, you like could, Airbnb, right? But yeah, but you're, you, it's, it's open space, too. Completely. So like Where the you, library. Yeah, like you're just working with other people, uh-huh. and you can you can have meetings and all this other stuff, but uh, but yeah, so it's looking like uh, WeWork is uh, filing for bankruptcy. <laughs> we won't work. We will. We didn't work. Yeah. It, didn't work. Yeah. Didn't work. We didn't work hard enough, I guess. Yeah. Spectacularly. Right? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Dua Lipa announced the release date for her new single called Houdini. Um, this is uh, November 9th. Here's a little bit of that. I like it. Sounds messy to me. You know, I it's feel a like clip. I feel like Dua Lipa stepped into the lane that Lady Gaga left open. You think so? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I think Gaga is too far removed from this style of music mm. to be able to release something like this. Fair. I think Dua Fair. Lipa now owns that space. Yeah. What happened to Lady Gaga? Fair. I don't know. She's on the bigger and better, man. Yeah, she she's like did the she album with Tony Bennett, and she, yeah. you know, started acting and she's doing. But what happened to Lady Gaga is Lady Gaga is doing all the right things. Lady Gaga, oh. Lady Gaga is evolving as yeah. like an as an artist. Lady Gaga is not going to be the sort of age she is. Not that that matters, but still trying to kill it sort of in that world when she can kill it in film. Mm-hmm. Why can't you doing, do both? You, you know, she. This is what she's doing. She's doing everything. But it's just like, why did Rihanna decide to launch a billion-dollar fashion company and walk away from music for a while? Because you're <laughs> evolving. Like, and she started making billions of dollars. Because she started making billions of dollars. Because you're evolving. I wouldn't go back. You're evolving. Like, you just <laughs> want to be creative in other ways. But I you love make what Lady Gaga's doing. all your fans happy, yeah. though. You want to at least, yeah. you know, do this, do that, and do other. Yeah, you don't I, want I, sort of, I sort of love the way Lady Gaga's driven her career. I think she's doing all the right things, actually. I agree. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Um, Abigail Breslin is at the center of a legal battle uh, after she accused Aaron Eckhart of aggressive, demeaning, and unprofessional behavior on set of their upcoming movie called Classified. What? Oh. And then I guess the film producers filed suit against her. So the studio behind the film are claiming that Abigail Breslin made wild, hysterical, and imaginary allegations against Aaron Eckhart, which they say forced production to spend $80,000 in accommodations. They said in order for the production to continue, Abigail Breslin refused to be alone in several scenes with Aaron Eckhart and, uh, and 
costly accommodations had to be made by production to accommodate Breslin's demands wow. or else Breslin would not continue to perform her contractual obligations. According to the lawsuit, uh, Abigail Breslin said that she did report these allegations to the Screen Actors Guild and uh, the entire production uh, almost ground to a halt when she advised producers of Eckhart's aggressive, demeaning and unprofessional behavior, which she, in- she insists place her at various times in peril. So I don't know what the hell was going on on that movie. Have you set. ever met that guy, uh, uh, Aaron Eckhart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? I mean, uh, it's it's. I th- I think that he's like. I mean, he's, people are always on their best behavior when they meet you, right? Like you're, sure. you're in that thing. Um, but I think that Aaron Eckhart's problem is that Aaron Eckhart has never played anyone who's likable. Yeah. Right. So you, you automatically I, sort of believe Abigail Breslin because he just he's comes never across as like yes, a big douche. Yes, he's never played anyone likable like ever. You know, one time he came here, and I think you were traveling for ET. Yeah. When you worked for ET, and Aaron Eckhart, I'll never forget this. He came in here. Yeah. And he was promoting that terrible Frankenstein movie that when he was he, in. We met him. Yes. Hence why I said he came here. Yeah. And he was a jerk to you? No, so, you know, he also bad played... Vibes. Yeah, he also played Harvey Dent, a.k.a. Two-Face, in right. the Batman movies, right? Right, right. And one of the famous lines throughout the movie was, I am Harvey Dent. And he came in, and I was just, like, fanboying over that movie, and I was like, I am Harvey Dent. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, what is that, like, a line from a movie or something? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dog, you were in, like, that's Bruh. you, man. <laughs> If you, I think what where, where he started wrong with Aaron Eckhart was his first movie that I ever saw Aaron Eckhart in anyway was a movie called um, In the Company of Men. Uh-huh. Not a lot of people saw this movie, but he may have played in that film the most despicable character any man has ever played in any film. Really? Awful. Like, really? awful, awful, So you decided awful. to take the ball and run and with it? And then I guess that became his brand. <laughs> yeah. And then he just took the ball, exactly. I'm pretty good and at just, this. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm great at? <laughs> Being awful. <Yeah. laughs> right? Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, USA Today has hired a uh, 35-year-old by the name of Brian West to be its full-time Taylor Swift reporter. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> You know, it's so weird. What's that? I was reading a story about two publications over the summertime. Mm-hmm. One New York Times, where they were looking for a full-time yeah. Taylor Swift reporter and yeah. a full-time Beyonce reporter. Yeah, at a different uh, a different company, they've hired a Beyonce reporter. So uh, Brian says, uh, I would say this position is no different than being a sports journalist who's a fan of the home team. Mm-hmm. He says, I just came from Phoenix because he relocated to Nashville and all the anchors were in Diamondbacks gear. They want the Diamondbacks to win. I'm just a fan of Taylor and I followed her her whole career, but I also have that journalistic background. So he is a full-time, the only thing he, this guy reports on is Taylor Swift. Yo, what's his at? I'll follow him. Yeah, um, Brian West. I don't know. USA Today. It might be like under a USA Today handle. I can't remember what the, 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 the parent company to USA Today is. B-R-I-A-N? Uh, y B R Y A N West right. is the last name. So there you go with that. Follow this guy. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Fans are losing their minds. Uh, absolute meltdowns happening right now after Harry Styles was spotted in Vegas at the U2 show with a shaved head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Maria. Hold on. <laughs> Harry Styles rocking no, a spear no, no, with no, a spear. No, 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 no. So yes, and people are blaming. 
uh, Taylor Swift. Why? For the for the reason. So we know Harry and Taylor had a brief romance between 2012 and 2013, right? Yeah. When she wrote 1989, uh-huh. with fans long speculating that some of the songs were about their romance. So on the re-release, there's a track called Now That We Don't Talk, uh, which is from The Vault, mm-hmm. uh, with fans claiming that her lyric, quote, you grew your hair long in the second verse, references Harry's decision to grow out his hair following their split. <sighs> Fans on Twitter were saying Taylor Swift released 1989 um, Taylor's version with lyrics about Harry Styles saying uh, she didn't like how he changed slash got long hair after they ended their relationship. So he immediately took notes and got a buzz cut. Somebody else said Taylor Swift gagged Harry Styles so bad he shaved his head. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. That's a good song, too. You went to a party. I heard from everybody. You part the crowd like the Red Sea. Don't even get me started. Did you get anxious, though? On the way home. I guess I'll never, ever know. Now that we don't talk. And then uh, on another song called Over Now, uh, she calls whoever this uh, love was uh, a lying traitor and accused him of sleeping with a series of models after they broke up. <laughs> oh, look at Harry with the buzz cut, right? Bruh. Yeah, it's a terrible picture too. Like it's yeah. just like somebody took like a fan picture, very from grainy. Inside the, yeah, inside the YouTube show. Oh, but everybody's freaking on. out over that. Fans losing it. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I know it happens a lot in celeb world, but what's the etiquette in the real world when you're dating somebody and they break up with their significant other, but you also happen to follow the significant other? Are you expected to unfollow the person they just broke up with to sort of like camaraderie camaraderie to, to show your allegiance to your friend? Yeah. You do do that? Yes. I mean, I did that. Like when my cousin broke up with her boyfriend. Yeah. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. And I like him a lot. You do, huh? And yeah. you unfollow? And then I hit unfollow. I let mm. I waited though. There was like three months right. that I waited. Yeah. And I was like, Did he unfollow bro. you after that? No, he still follows. He still, huh? He still likes and comments. Simp. And I'm like, yo, I appreciate you, bro. because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going through the list of all that like, every time in show business where this has happened. So uh-huh. Devin Booker uh the Phoenix Suns unfollowed Kendall oh. Jenner after she started dating Bad Bunny. Uh-huh. And then Kendall unfollowed Devin. Yeah, uh, you can't compete with Kelsey uh, Ballerini unfollowed uh, her ex-husband, Morgan Evans, which makes total sense. Completely. So this one is the one that sort of hurts, though, right? Okay. So Joe Alwyn, when he, was, when he was a Taylor Swift. Oh, right, yeah. Her yeah. whole squad, of course, followed Joe Alwyn, right? Because yeah, yeah, they yeah. were like, they all hung out and everything else. Yeah. And then when they broke up, like Ryan Reynolds, Gigi Hadid, like that whole crew unfollowed Everybody. him. Yeah, Everybody. Everybody. Yeah, everybody just, a just mass exodus. <laughs> you saw that follower count right hard. Yeah, um, where are we here? Uh, last month, after uh, breaking up with Joe Jonas, Sophie Turner unfollowed uh, Priyanka Chopra, his brother's wife. Yeah, right. <laughs> like that's like not even. But what just... if you like got along real well? Then you, I don't know, mm. I don't know. And then and then Priyanka unfollowed Sophie. Mm. Right. 
now I feel bad for unfollowing this guy. And then earlier this month, uh, Travis Kelsey's uh, ex-girlfriend, Kayla Nicole, unfollowed uh, Brittany and Patrick Mahomes. But it's fine because they got all the Taylor Swift followers yeah, now. Yeah, They're yeah, like yeah. best friends and everything, and everything else. <laughs> Their follower count just went up. Right. Yeah. But it's tough, right? That's tough. But do you feel bad? You feel bad for unfollowing your, your cousin's ex, ex-fella? Yeah. Kind of. But he's a nice guy? He's like super nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. he's still super active on your social? Like he's still... Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah likes yeah, all yeah. your stuff. Uh-huh. Being like, hey, Mocha, I'm still here. Yeah. And I bet you his messages now come in the request folder. You probably don't even see those. <laughs> oh, no. Right? He's probably reached out a whole bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's link up. Right. Yeah. You can't link up. <laughs> no. Oh, you can't absolutely. link up. No, I would never. I would no. never. I would never. I would never. No. no you no, can't no, do no. that. Do you message him without anyone knowing? No, 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 no there's no, zero no. communication zero. whatsoever. Other than oh, he likes your bad. stuff. Yeah. Do you ever click on his profile, see what's going on with him? Never. Never. Go even... give him a like right now on something. No, no, you no. can't do that. No. no, because I think his account is private. Yeah. So I'd have to request. And yeah. if I did that, then he would oh, know. Oh, no. It's not good. That I unfollowed? No, Maybe he doesn't no, even no, know. No, no, no. There's a couple of people on my profile that I followed by accident. Yeah. 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 Where. <laughs> Sham, yeah, how many? The whole conversation is triggering for me. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Did an Avalon MP from Labrador, a guy named Ken McDonald, um, give everyone on the conservative side of the aisle the finger yesterday in the House of Commons? So I'm oh. going to send you right now, everybody, mm-hmm. a, uh, an email with the uh, video uh, on it that you can take a look at. Uh, so what happened is that the carbon tax issue has been huge and the liberals are getting spanked like crazy on the East Coast. And mm-hmm. a lot of people heat their houses with oil on the East Coast. And so Trudeau said that they were going to, for three years, I guess it was, relax the carbon tax for people on the East Coast when it came to home heating. And then everybody else was like... Well, but what about the rest of the Canadians? We mm-hmm. all like heating your home is not a luxury, right? Like yeah, we yeah. all need that, but we, the rest of Canada pays the carbon tax on it. And so, uh, Polyev put it to a vote yesterday in the House of Commons and then it got voted down because the Liberals in the block did their stupid thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happened was is that during the vote, this MP from Labrador, Ken McDonald, Okay, he gets accused of flip-flopping. Yeah. And as he stands up to vote, he takes his middle finger and his ring finger and just scratches the side of his head. Yeah, that's deliberate. That's deliberate. No kidding. That's deliberate. Come on, Ken. And then then everybody starts booing. So here's what it sounded like with the vote. So play play clip number one for me. Mr. Long. Mr. Long. Mr. Longfield. Mr. McDonald Avalon. There's the finger. Ms. Hefner. Ms. Hefner. Ms. Cedar Brampton South. Ms. Cedar Brampton South. So, and this just does not fly in the House of Commons. (laughs) No, it sounds like it. So, we've all examined the video. Yeah. What say you, Mocha? Clear as day. Finger, no finger. Everybody to finger. Okay. Uh, Damn it, Maury, finger, no finger. Very much finger. Uh, Shem. Yeah, he gave the finger. Uh, Maria. (laughs) Is. That's just stepped out. Oh. <laughs> Where the hell's Maria? She My, just stepped out. What's she doing? I'm gonna guess Maria will also say that this guy flipped the bird to everybody. Well, no, you we can't speak for somebody who's not present in the vote, so we're gonna have to wait. Oh, all this so anyway, so here is a conservative MP uh, Carrie Lynn Findlay uh, talking about how just how grotesque this situation is. He gave the finger to the senior choosing between heating. 
and eating. He gave the finger to all those struggling to make ends meet oh, in an oh, oh, oh. unaffordable and then you're hear Canada. Here. He gave the finger to all he Canadians. Mr. Speaker, I will rise on the same point of order. I scratched the side of my head with two fingers. So if they think it's one finger, that's up to them. They can take it how they like. Do the honorable thing. Do the honorable thing. Come on. Do it. Do it. I got one finger. What? I got two fingers. What? I got one beer. What? I got two beers. What? Can you uh, isolate just uh, Ken McDonald from that clip, Mocha, in the, in the, in the back in half of that for me? Canada, he gave the finger to all Canadians. Mr. Speaker, I will rise on the same point of order. From here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I scratched yeah. the side of my head with two fingers. So if they think it's one uh, finger, that's up to them. They can take it how they like. They can what? Take it out of there. Take it how they I like. I scratched the side of my head with two fingers. So if they think it's one finger, that's up to them. They can take it how they like. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <wow. laughs> Showing up to the House of Commons with a leather vest on today. <laughs> he's, he's not a young man either. Come on. He knows. Like, yeah. But the best part was that he thought he was being, like, Slick. discreet. Oh, he's done this bro, before. With the amount of people you. in that room, yeah. with the amount of cameras out there. You know you're on TV yeah, anyway. Bro. You just broadcast sometimes. everywhere. No. No. You know. I scratch the side of my head with two fingers. <laughs> you do that well, Rob. Right? You know what I mean? Come on now. I scratch the side of my head with two fingers. So if they think it's one finger, that's up to them. They can take it out. I love a salty Newfoundlander. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, the pandemic separated a lot of people from a lot of uh, sort of social, normal, what you would consider to be social, daily social interactions with people. Thank God you didn't say the pandemic is back. And I'm uh, not ready. No, no, no. But the one thing is, is that we're still not ready to go back to the way life was. We know people are fighting to stay home and they don't want to go back to the offices. But okay. one thing that has remained the same now that happened during COVID is the numbers through for people using the drive-through as opposed to actually now going into the fast food restaurant, which we're allowed to do. Mm-hmm. So in the U.S., drive-through traffic uh, between 2019 and 2022 went up 30%, right? Ooh. That's that's fair enough because of the pandemic. Oh. But the number of people eating inside fast food restaurants in the first half of 2023 fell by 47%. Ooh. Drive-through now accounts for two-thirds of all fast food purchases. So people are not going back into yeah. restaurants now. Rather it's eat, just the car. the car. Really? Sure. But there's not a lot of drive-throughs downtown. I mean, well, yeah, but this not is... Everybody lives not downtown. everybody lives downtown. Not everybody lives downtown. Most fast food places me. have drive-throughs. Oh. Um, but yes, so this is a crazy number. I can't deal. I will never eat in a car. You know me. I, well, I think it's a waste of food to eat food in what a car. What if you have no option? No. Then I will wait. I will let the, everything go cold, and I will go home. I can't eat in a car. I don't even like having a breakfast sandwich from like a, like Tim Hortons or anything in the car. I don't like it. I oh. I think it's a waste of food. It's a waste no. of a meal. 
You're still eating the same no, thing, be, though. No, because I need my, I, I needed everything to be set. Well, you get home, right? put on some nice music, and light like no, some candles yes, and stuff? I need to be sat at, like, a proper table. To eat that table. bagel or cream yeah. cheese? Yes. Do you yes. take it out of the wrapper and put it on a plate? Um, sometimes I do. Yeah. What? Yeah. You're crazy. Like if, like if we get, like if, if we even, so even if we order, right? Like if we order like burgers priest or something like that and the big bag comes, I go to the cupboard and I get a plate and I take everything out of its wrapper and I put the wrapper in the trash and I lay it all out on the plate. Like a proper meal, like you made it yourself, and that's how I that's how I eat it. But what if yeah. it's just in a wrapper, like it came from like your Tim Horton sandwich you mentioned? Would you, just you take said, that out? I just it out said I'll take it out and put it on the plate. You pee out of the tiniest little bottle. I pee in out a of car. A, yeah, I pee in a bottle. Right in a bottle. Yeah, but won't eat. I, I won't eat in a car. No, cars are for peeing, not for eating. Oh, stupid <laughs> me! <My bad>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit. <Duh. laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Timbaland is apologizing to Britney Spears for uh, comments he made on stage. So he was doing a panel um, called Sound uh, Architects uh, Producer Conversation last week. And somebody in the audience brought up how everybody now again is talking about Crimea River. And it's a little hard to hear. But one thing he says in this clip is that he wanted to call Justin Timberlake and tell Timberlake to put a muzzle on Britney and then accused Britney of doing this, all saying all of this stuff in her memoir for clout. So here is the clip from the panel. Crimea River is making headlines again uh, because of Britney's memoir. She's saying that she's all crazy, right? <laughs> I want to call some JT, but he got put a muzzle on that girl. <laughs> But you know what? We live in the age of social media and uh, viral. Everybody won't go viral. I get it, because that's the way you make money. Go viral. I got to do something to get people attention. And right? if you're wondering why everyone talking to Timbaland about this, because he's the one that produced the song. Yes, yes. And so then I guess all the backlash happened. And it's interesting, his apology, because he apologizes to Britney fans before he apologizes to Britney. So listen to this. Come on, man. I'm keeping it 1,000 with y'all. But I'm sorry to all the Britney fans, even to her, if she never saw the, 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 the I'm sorry, because Muzzle was, no, you have a voice. You speak what you want to speak. Who am I to tell you what not to speak? And I was wrong, you know, for saying that. But I hope you see it from, I was looking at it from a different lens. And what I am is a reconciled person. I'm not a person who take sides. I tried to combine and say, let's, let's make a compromise. I see a point. Do you see this point? You know, can we all get to agreement to say this is that and that's this? That is how I am. So I apologize to the Britney fans um, and her. And um, yes, you know about respecting women. Hell yeah. Okay. Mm. Kind of a bunk apology, huh? Yeah, you should know better, Timbo. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, More on uh, Barbra Streisand. So (laughs) one, because her new book came out, right? And she also said that this is going to be the end of her professional career. So she's done after this in show business. Like she won't perform? Not going to do anything. No, this is it for... No acting gigs? No, no, this is it for her. But um, uh, James Brolin is her husband. Mm -hmm. So that would make Thanos her... Stepson, 
Josh yes. Brolin, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of cool in itself. Uh-huh. Um, but before, I am inevitable. But before they got together, because he had been previously married and she was previously married, one thing that uh, that came up was um, they didn't have sex for three years before they got married, and they were only together for th- like they were together for three years. So in the three years they were together before they got married, they didn't have sex, mm-hmm. and she made him propose three times before mm-hmm. she before she said yes. What, like the first two times weren't right? Yes. Like yes. he screwed it up somehow? But no, I, I think it was more along the lines of she wanted to make sure he was sure. Oh. Right? You're not just asking for the sake of asking. Yeah, yeah because yeah, yeah. I think that maybe he was coming out of a, a rough. I don't know what was going on. Uh-huh. But I was doing some more Barbara Streisand research um, last night. And I, complete, I completely forgot that one of the greatest rich person stories I've ever heard in my life comes from Barbara Streisand, okay. which is Barbara Streisand has two dogs that are cloned from her dead dog. So she no. had a, she had a dog, Samantha. Uh. Samantha okay. <laughs> she had a dog, Samantha. Samantha's dog. <laughs> okay. That was uh, 14 years old in 2017 that died. But before oh. the dog died... Barbara had cells taken from Samantha's mouth and stomach, and then she used those samples to get two clones of Samantha, which is apparently an extremely pricey procedure. Yeah. Uh, when the copied dogs arrived, Barbara had trouble telling them apart, so her solution was to put one in a red sweater and the other in a purple sweater, leading to their names, Miss Scarlet and Miss Violet. <laughs> <laughs> a sweater? Yo, Barbara, how about a collar? Thank you. Dogs don't want to wear sweaters. Also, just get a new dog. I but you can clone you. your dog if you have the Bro, if you have you the know money. How much that would cost? This is I didn't know. That's groundbreaking. More believe me. Once man, that dog of yours is out of your life, you guys are never getting uh-huh. another one at all. That dog ruined your life. You wanted a dog for how many years? How many years we have to hear on yes, the show? But, but, but now we can continue it with a new Andy. Oh no, but God. it would be the but same ever, Andy. Yeah, ever since you got this dog. It just caused chaos in the Wait, I have a question. Home. When you clone the dog, does yeah. it start again as a puppy? Well, no. What, or does it... As an it, adult. No, it comes like, back from the dead. You take the dead dog, and then they put the new dog inside the dead dog, and then it comes back to life. Pre-trained. That's how cloning is. Huh, this is groundbreaking. That's why I said it's a procedure for the rich, more. <laughs> how much more would you spend to clone your dog? I'd say five grand. Five thousand bucks? You might get a leg. Congratulations. A walking leg. Cuddle the leg. Yeah, here's, uh, here's Andy's leg. Uh, <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, oh. Going through a list of the top drinking countries in the world, and let's start with the top binge drinking countries in the world. Oh, so USA, this USA. is... Percentage of people in their nation who had six or more drinks in one sitting in the past month. Italy. Italy. Mexico. Six or more drinks in one sitting in the past month. Canada. Canada is not even in the top 33. We got to do better than that, y'all. I know. Portugal. Uh, Portugal is on the list, not in the top 10. So, yes, go ahead. France. Um, uh, not in the top ten. Did you, Italy, I said. Uh, not in the top ten. 
So United, United States at 10, Iceland, <laughs> then Ireland, then Australia, then Belgium, then Germany, then Luxembourg, then the United Kingdom, then Romania, then Denmark. 37% of people in Denmark have had six or more drinks in one sitting. Now, when it comes to overall drinking, mm. which countries um, pound the most, among the top 10 countries that drink the most in the world, nine are European countries. <laughs> Each year in Europe, they wow. say every person age 15 and over on average consumes 9.5 liters of alcohol, which is equivalent to around 190 liters of beer, 80 liters of wine, or 24 liters of spirits. Per person. Right. Per is person. It, yo, 15? <laughs> Everybody 15 and up. Oh, yeah. I'm not even surprised. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. Come on now. Yo. Where did we they go got wrong? No in Europe. I know. I don't know where we went. I don't know how we lost out on this. We don't let our kids drink. That's the problem, right? Like, what are we trying to achieve if you don't want to get on this list? (laughs) Yo, Cruz, when I pick you up from grade one today, bro. (laughs) Yeah. I got some catching up to do. (laughs) We're going to the pub, right? I'm going to introduce you to Zambuca. It tastes like licorice. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have the greatest sleep of your life tonight, kid. Uh, The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Hollywood major studios have agreed to adjust the language on artificial intelligence as they move closer to a contract with the actors that is now in its 117th day. Union negotiators met yesterday Mm -hmm. uh, with leaders of the Alliance of Motion Picture uh, Television Producers. In the meeting, the two sides appear to have resolved some of the pending issues on AI, which has become now the central focus of talks over the last 10 days. So, oh, so we're hopefully not... they're moving closer to uh, figuring out what that is. So it's not like this is going to get wrapped up by the weekend. No. no not until next year. No, yeah, right. it, yeah, who knows? Who knows, though? If this is sort of the sort of last sticking point, um, uh-huh. I'm not, uh, I don't know. I, Do you think that I there would know. be a break in talks for the holidays? Um, or would it continue? Like, they got the big, you know, Thanksgiving long weekend coming up. Yeah. And then you roll into Christmas. Right. If this isn't wrapped between Thanksgiving and Christmas, you think they pause or do they try to work through everything throughout no, the holidays? No, I think they will work through everything. No. They the got it, right? Yeah. No, they reply, yeah. we'll circle back after the holidays. No, oh, they no, can't. no, it's too much money on the line. They're there's losing way... like, millions a day. Yeah, there's there's too much money on the line. And I guess like the people that SAG brought in to negotiate their deal is a guy who's like a like a, a diplomat, like did negotiations between like countries and stuff like this. So oh, yeah, wow. it's crazy. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Carly Waddell from The Bachelor. I don't remember who that was. She was on, uh, I don't know whose season she was on. She was on um, a bunch of the Bachelor in Paradise episodes. Oh, gotcha, As gotcha, well. I gotcha. I remember Carly. What so happened? Carly went to like school her. apparently with Lady Gaga, uh-huh. and uh, she was on Jason Tardick's podcast, Trading Secrets. Oh. And uh, I guess she was not a fan of Lady Gaga. Listen to this. You were like in class with Lady yes. Gaga? Yes, but then she was Stephanie. I was not a fan. (laughs) During lunch, she would play on the piano. There's a piano because you would eat just in like a dance studio. And she would sit at the piano every single day and just play and sing Wicked. 
at the top of our lungs every day. Okay. And we were all just trying to eat lunch. It's like break time. And we were all like forced to listen to her. And yes, was she good? Of course. She yeah. was great. But yeah. I just wanted to eat my sandwich. And so I used to just eat in the hallway. Did everyone? Because she was driving me crazy. I mean, she was one of the good ones. I would never be like, she was so above. But now she's what? so above. Yo, you sound... Right? Like you're going to Bad. an art school and the girl won't stop playing the piano? Like... Yeah. When she says playing Wicked, she means the play, right? Yes. Super jealous. Really? Yeah. I went right? to art school, and I can tell you there was always people like that, but like yes. you just knew that you were there because of that, so there was yes. no... Or do you think Carly was super upset that maybe on top of Lady Gaga constantly playing the piano at lunch yeah. was always telling everyone how Italian she is? <laughs> I don't know if you guys know about this, but... I'm just an Italian girl from New York. Good Italian. Good good Brooklyn Italian girl. I'm an Italian. So I'm Italian. But I'm Italian. Italian. I'm Italian, so... As a strong Italian female. Italian. I'm Italian. I'm Italian. I'm Italian. I can see how this would get annoying, right? Italian family. Aren't you Italian? I'm very traditional Italian. I'm an Italian family. I'm an Italian woman. Like, I'd be at that art school, like, all right, but journal, we get it. Italian. From an Italian family. Italian. I'm Italian. Pretty much anything Italian. Forever. I'm very Italian. Yeah. I'm very Italian. <laughs> and very what was Italian. that other one, too, that, that she kept repeating? Remember there was that oh, other thing, too? There could be 99 people in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When she was promoting um, a star is born. Oh, my God. That's right. Where she, every interview she did for that movie. There could be 99 that, people in a room. And that press tour, every and single. And only one person needs to believe yeah, in you. Only one, yes. Every time she did an interview, she told that same story. Um, but yeah, listen, I, I understand, you know, you go to an art school, like somebody's going to be sitting there playing the piano the whole time, doing show tunes, doing Broadway stuff. That just sounds normal to me. Yeah. Like, leave her alone. But Wicked is a good soundtrack. Like, I, I sure, it doesn't matter what she's playing. She's, you know, Stephanie, what's her last name? Germanotti. Is she Italian? <laughs> you know what? Great question. She never talked about it before. <laughs> I'm just a, a Italian girl from New York. Dark Italian. Good, good Brooklyn Italian girl. I'm an Italian. So I'm Italian. But I'm Italian. Italian. Oh, yeah. I'm Italian, so. As a strong Italian female. Italian. I'm Italian. Yeah. I'm Italian. <laughs> I'm Italian. I'm from a good Italian family. Aren't you Italian? I'm very <laughs> traditional <laughs> Italian. Italian. I'm Italian. Pretty much anything Italian. I'm very Italian. <laughs> very, very, very Italian. Oh, Gabagool. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, the CEO of Airbnb says the company is fundamentally broken, but he plans to fix it. Uh, Airbnb CEO Brian uh, Chesky says, uh, we need to get our house in order. We need to make sure the listings are great. We're providing great customer service and we're affordable. I've told our team that we can get back to creating new and exciting things once we fix the foundation. Mm. Um, 
they want consistently and reliability, which have become the sort of Achilles heel for Airbnb, uh, an issue that the CEO has long described as a managerial crisis. So a couple Ooh. things that they lost out on. One, um, Verbo beat them to the customer loyalty program, which is what a lot of people on Airbnb really wanted. Yeah. And in New York City, they were one of the major cities that tightened the rules on short-term rentals. And Airbnb basically got squeezed out of New York City, which at one point was 80% of its entire business Wow, was, was New York City. And then the other thing that they're still trying to figure out how to manage is the extra fees that are tagged onto the actual listing, right? Mm-hmm. Because some places, some people have complained that cleaning fees can be up to $300 yeah. and they still Ooh. want you to take the garbage out, run the laundry and clean the toilets before you leave on your own. No. Otherwise, they tack on more for the cleaning fees. So no. cleaning fees were supposed to be around 10% of the total um, uh, reservation cost, whether it's mm-hmm. one night, three nights, or a week. But they found many listings where the um, air, the cleaning cost uh, was upwards of 29.9% of the total reservation. Jeez. Yeah. So that's, that, that's why we cr- didn't book some is because it's like ridiculous. Yeah. So is that is that because I I don't do Airbnb, but yeah. is that you say yes, Maury? Yes. Because we were going to book like a little cabin kind of thing. Yeah. And like the extra fees were almost as much as the booking. Yes. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Maria, same thing for you. Yeah. Same thing. There's been times where we've haven't booked an Airbnb because the cleaning fees are like five hundred dollars and stuff. So. Five bills. Yeah. Yes. Because I think what happens is no. people hire cleaning ladies to come and clean the area so they have to pay them oh yeah right. or so like yeah, if there's a pool buying... they hire a pool person like sure. I, I get that yeah. but it's not five hundred dollars no no yeah. and like, we still have to clean up the place like we basically I, we basically mopped and everything by the time like, like we you, left at yeah, one place you clean yeah. right yeah like, that's what they're saying is that is that because if you don't take out the garbage run the laundry and clean the toilets then that is money they they additionally charge you on top of the cleaning fees yeah. nah. to do to do if all. If you're spending of, uh, all that money, might as well just stay in a hotel. And negotiating with these owners doesn't work. If you can't pay under the table, they won't take it. <laughs> I don't wow. think you're allowed to. That's, no, that you never happens. <laughs> Who are you offering to pay under the table? The cabin. I was like the the. I was like, hey, what if I you just found them through Airbnb and then tried to side? Yeah, on the Toronto deal? Island. There's this, there's one Airbnb on the Toronto Island, and it's like six hundred dollar cleaning fee. And I'm like, what if I just Six paid you outside of Airbnb? Maybe they just know that you're nasty. They listen <laughs> yeah, to this show. No, well, know. you get ratings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, What's rating. Your rating is probably terrible on Airbnb. Yeah, minus. <laughs> <laughs> minus. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, you want to hear Hulk Hogan in reverse where it sounds like he's uh, speaking to the devil? Shem, oh. you may want to avoid uh, yeah, I was going to say, this, I'm this, done. Yeah. <laughs> so they took an Shem, old, this might be good for our wrestling they, group chat. They, they took an old no. Hulk Hogan promo and they ran it back in reverse and it uh-huh. literally sounds like he's possessed. Where it's mm-hmm. so that's me, Gino. Yeah, <laughs> Okay, what? <laughs> now I have to hear what it sounds like forwards. Oh, well, hold on. Oh, yeah. 
And you know something, Mean Gene? Since he's guided by Bobby the Weasel Heenan, oh, yeah. I've trained for the dude like he's an immortal brother. I've been right. hanging out in the Garden of Eden with my main squeeze Eve. I know 20,000 leagues under the sea, 40 nights and 40 days. Sometimes Roz will send something on the side and be like, here, send this to the group chat. Yes, I will. Why don't I just invite you, bro? I won't. Okay, listen. I got to move on. Okay, there's more news. Uh, A6, the shoe company, they hired a poet named Charlie Cox, and they've created, engineered what they say is a poem to guarantee put you in a better mood. So what they did is they had 40,000 submissions from people sharing what inspired them to get active. And then ASICS hired Charlie Cox to take those 40,000 submissions, write the perfect poem. Then they also hired a music producer to create the perfect soundtrack at the perfect frequency, which is also guaranteed to produce endorphins when you hear it. So you tell me, listen to a bit of this and tell me if this automatically makes you want to get up and go. It can feel gloomy in here. The overwhelm, the sleepy sludge. Fighting off the thought of just for a day giving up. Screaming, give me a break. Why can't waking up be enough? Breaking up with faking thoughts of everything is fine, thanks. Because it's not. Being human is tough. Facts. I need time to show myself some love. Mm. I want to shake my body until it releases tiny voices that sing songs my head can shake off. I want to bathe in the commotion. I want to become the very notion of a transformation. I am every ounce, stretch and bounce of feeling. I am the crowd of my mind's elation, showing myself with every minute that what I never thought possible, even this morning, will keep on shifting. No, No, it's not for you. Because you love this stuff, Mocha. You love, like, listening to people say stuff. Like inspirational stuff? Yeah. Sure. But, like, this ain't it. Ah, no. Do you want to go, you go back to Hulk Hogan summoning demons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like this. Hey, this. Hey, this. Hey, this. Hey, this. Like that right there will get you you off to a great start. So remind me again, A6 hired... They hired a poet to to write that. So so it's supposed to put you in a better mood, but basically make you... It's it's, it's supposed to inspire you to want to be active, right? Oh, my anxiety went to the roof. To get up and go, right? Like it's it's seize the day kind of things. No, that ain't it. That ain't it? You don't think that's it? No. But the sound effects of cameras and babies? No. The overwhelm, the sleepy sludge. Like, what do you guys think? Maria, are you motivated by this? No, I want to go to bed. Yeah, see? Shem? I just want to go to church. (laughs) 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 I'm with you, though, more. It's not for me. Yeah. Yeah, no. No. Because it's not. It needs to be like upbeat music, uh, like yeah. you know, like something to be like boom, like a big oh. like hit in the middle of it. Oh, like, like, now we go. Oh, upbeat music. Yeah, like.
the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Strike is over for the actors. Finally, get back to work, you uh, bums. Negotiators have approved a tentative agreement that will end the uh, longest strike in the film and television Hollywood history. In the announcement yesterday, uh, the union said the 118 day strike would officially end at 12.01 today, so mm-hmm. it is over. Uh, the hey, you know what they should have done in, during the time that the strike was happening? What's that? Just use AI to. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> to do the jobs of the actors. Um, that one strike. The union's negotiating committee approved the deal on a unanimous vote, which is very unusual. Uh, the agreement next goes to the national board. Uh, the deal, which will see uh, the first ever protections for actors against MOCA, artificial intelligence, and historic pay increase. The deal will see uh, most minimums increase by 7%. And then uh, 2% above the increases that the uh, writers got. So they got a better deal. Uh, the union said the contract is worth more than $1 billion in total. And uh, as the sort of neared the finish line, AI was the sort of last holdout. Mm. So if you remember on Friday, the studios submitted what they called their last best and final offer. And then the the actors union went back and asked them to again tweak AI language. And one of the sticking points, I believe, was that the studio still wanted the ability to AI an actor who is deceased without permission. Oh. So they didn't want to have to go through any sort of trust or family or whatever it was mm-hmm. to get permission. So if they already yeah, you had you... If they already have you on film or they have you scanned or whatever it is mm-hmm. and you died, then they could just bring you back in like a, we could a see, sequel. Like that, Michael Jackson as part of the Avengers. Uh, that would be wild. I mean, sure. <laughs> yeah. I, yes. Yes. But it also could mean that. Beat it, Captain America. It, it, it also could mean that. And I'll give, it, I'll give you an example, right? It also could mean that somebody like Bruce Willis, who is no longer in the business mm-hmm. and not doing well and is no longer going to have the long career. If Bruce Willis were to pass away, they then could do a, another Die Hard mm-hmm. if they wanted to without getting permission from his family. And the, 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 the tough part about all this is that they could do it with movies that you didn't agree to do. So let's say that they were negotiating with an actor. And they said, I'm not doing that. And then that actor dies. Then the studio would be able to go ahead and make the sequel without you. What if it was in their will? I won't do this in AI. They don't know it. That's the whole thing. They don't need the, they wouldn't need the permission, right? So this protects them from that. Uh, Here is uh, Bear Star, Jeremy Allen White, finding out on the red carpet for the Iron Claw that the strike is over. The strike, we just heard moments ago, the strike is over. That's amazing. What does that make you feel in your heart, in your mind? It makes me feel incredible. Um, I don't know the details of the deal, but I'm I'm sure that SAG got uh, what we wanted. Good. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Maury, thoughts on the Met Gala's theme this year? Oh my is God, isn't it fabulous? Sleeping Beauties. You don't even know what it means. Sleeping, sleeping Beauties and Reawakening Fashion. Mm-hmm. What I think it, it means that we're going to see a lot of retro fashion, not as in like 80s or whatever. I think it's going to be like top hats, like, a, lo- like long cloaks. 
like Elizabethan kind of thing? Like, you know, uh, spectacles, that uh, kind of thing. Mark Hollian from the uh, Met said, this innovative show will push the boundaries of our imagination and invite us to experience many facets of work, to learn more about its history, and ultimately to gain a deeper appreciation of its beauty. Literally, you could write that about anything. Mm-hmm. I literally was going to say, I think you said that about last year's theme. I'm sure I did. So what's yes. the theme? It is uh, Sleeping Beauty's Reawakening Fashion. Huh. So I guess mm. they're going to go back to some sort okay. of era. Um, I still won't understand pay, pay it. It'll be like the Gilded Age. Yes, something something like that. Um, like <laughs> <laughs> damn. damn. Not, you know, like Roz is older. Listen, it was already said about you. You can't do, you can't flip <laughs> yeah. a joke, man. The- like, <laughs> that's like, <laughs> like it's the least funny thing that anybody who tries to also, be funny could ever do. Everybody knows Maury's the oldest on the show. Right. Body wise, you know how they do like yeah, your okay, body, like sure, you're, 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 yes, you're body wise, your yes. body age, yeah. but skin, my skin looks skin. younger. Skin, so. nah, bro. No, you don't look... make me get the sharpie out and start making. <laughs> start <laughs> my you should just get a laser pointer. <laughs> this, 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 all this, of these, this. <laughs> like, then why am I buying serum? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, did an intern blow a giant secret that has been kept in Hollywood, which is Shrek 5. <laughs> Did you just Maria. gas, Maria? Yeah. That's Maria's favorite, favorite I movie, I love right? Shrek! Somebody so... Hold on, what happened? What happened? Okay, so there was a LinkedIn profile for somebody who said that they were an intern and did work at NBC Universal. Yeah. And in one of the screenshots... They list what they had done for NBC Universal, and one of them was doing marketing work for Shrek Five, and then it was released 2025. Brackets. Donkey. And NBC Universal hasn't commented on it, but but that profile on LinkedIn is still there, but that Shrek part has been scrubbed. Ah, oh, donkey! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is so exciting. So, oh, someone, but not confirmed by yo, anybody. Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy cannot leave their homes for the next little while because that's no. all they're going to be asked about now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all they're asked about anyway. Everybody know, just wants them to now, do another even Shrek more. Movie. Way more now. Even more. Uh, so yeah, so it's looking. I mean, according to this intern's resume, right? Yeah. And I can't imagine if you're an intern, that's a bigger like making a bigger blunder when you're trying to break into show business and you mm-hmm. put on LinkedIn that you worked on a project that hasn't yet been announced. Yeah, and that there's so many people to go out of their way. Right? To, to just keep secrets. keep secrets. Damn. So it's looking like Shrek. And not only, like, it's not even that it hasn't been, like, normally when they announce something, it's like, you know, for especially for an animated movie, they mm-hmm. would say, like, you know, 2028 kind of thing. Sure. So this has already been worked on mm-hmm. for a very long time. Yeah. If it's 2025. You donkey. <laughs> this is my swamp. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Rockstar Games has confirmed that the trailer for GTA 6 will be revealed in December. Although there's no release date for the game itself. It's been 10 years since Grand Theft Auto 5 came out. That is going to be a problem when that video game comes out. Yeah, so... uh, That's like... That series of games? Yeah. like We're talking record-breaking. GTA V is the second best-selling video game of all time behind Minecraft. Yeah. With 185 million copies sold in a statement yesterday. 
uh, the head of Rockstar, said that the trailer would be unveiled in December to celebrate Rockstar's 25th anniversary, the first Grand Theft Auto, if you remember. Do you, did you ever play the first one? Yeah, I, I played uh, San Andreas. <clears throat> no, 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 no. I mean the first one. No, never, never the first one. In 1997? No. Where it was like it was just a car and you would have to steal cars. It was an overview of mm. a city. And you would have to, you were a little guy that had no detail. And you had missions where you had to steal cars and you would just literally run through city streets. But it was an overview. Like there was no 3D graphics, nothing. And you would get in like a yellow block car and you would drive that car and then police would chase you and you have to put it in these secret garages. And then you would have to leave the garage and go steal another car. That was the original game. That was Grand Theft Auto. I I started playing it way after. And, and, And it was people like the controversy around that one terrible looking game was Mm. incredible Mm. because they were like, this is just a video game where you, the goal is to steal cars and people were not happy with it. And now it's the most critically acclaimed gaming franchise of all time. Mm -hmm. If you thought, Spider-Man 2 from last month did bonkers numbers. Wait till GTA 6 comes out. So all of the Grand Theft Auto games over the course of their sort of history have sold 405 million units. Isn't that insane? Wow. 405 million. And what do they cost? Like 100 bucks? It depends on which version you get. But yes, they could go upwards of like $130. Wow, do the math. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's Mm -hmm. so much money, man. Yeah. Uh, Good for them. But uh, And no word on when GTA 6 would actually be released. Well, if they're saying trailer for December, Mm -hmm. I think we're not looking at least till fall of 2024. Yeah, if that, right? Yeah. If that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, David Mori last night with uh, Ava DuVernay, the uh, great again? director. Um, she was at uh, TIFF. Explain what was going on last night, more. So it was the it was uh, Viola Desmond Day. It was the 77th anniversary of when Viola Desmond went into a movie theater and she, a black woman, was not allowed to sit in the right. main auditorium of the movie theater, and she was arrested and charged and fought it for her whole life and not pardoned until after her death, and now she's on our $10 bill. So That was in Nova Scotia, right? That's Where right. that all happened? That's right. And it was like now, the 40s, 1945 or 46, I think. Incredible full circle that for a woman who couldn't sit in a movie theater, now one is named after her. Right. Uh, so here is uh, Dammit Maury with uh, Ava DuVernay. You know, you said on your story, I mean, you posted this, I'm not calling you out. Yeah. On your story, you said that you were not familiar. No, no I was you were, not. You were not familiar with who Viola Desmond was, which means this is amazing because it continues the education. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I have to admit, I had no idea who Miss Desmond was. Um, when I was invited here by the family and by TIFF, I started to research and was astounded that I didn't know the story. But from what I've heard, a lot of people in Canada don't even know the story. Her family was sharing with me that they kept it very private because there was a lot of stigma around what she'd done. But she's such a hero. Now the story is being uncovered and, uh, and celebrated. And so this feels like the culmination of a new era of people really recognizing her. I also had to make sure that I take home some of your $10 bills. But what a special, a special symbol. Are you happy with the font they chose? I think it's, I think, I think <laughs> anyone would be happy to have their name on, on, on there. And uh, yes, I think it's gorgeous. I don't have one of the new 10s. I only have one of the old 10s on me. God, look at this, eh? Look at, look at the five and the look at the five and the ten. You still have cash on you? Uh, you know what's? You know, can I tell you what happened? Is I uh, Roxy took one of my old bags. She needed a bigger bag for a school bag because hers was getting too small. Uh-huh. So she went to the closet and found one of my old bags, and there just happened to be fifteen dollars in it. 
Oh. And I saw her and I was like, hey, yo, that's mine, by the way. And she's like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Finders yeah. keepers, but though. I, I haven't, I still have Portugal money in my wallet. I can't remember the last time I had like euros. Cash. Like, yeah, it's weird. On me. It's, you guys? I never, I never have cash. More no. cash? I don't have any money. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's facts. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, real or virtual. Ah, <laughs> uh, Chef? Nah, no cash here, man. No. Maria? Like nothing. Um, I try to have like at least $20 on me at all times. Oh, is this a girl math thing where that, that money doesn't matter? Yeah, but at the same time, my dad's always like, make sure you always have cash on you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's right. always, always, all, like every time I leave the house, do you have cash? Always. Right. Ask me all the time. When I used to go to clubs back in the day, right, mm -hmm. I the only thing I would ever do was the exact same thing, right, is that I would never bring a wallet. Okay. Ever, right? When you went out, you would... Take your bank card, uh -huh. your health card, mm -hmm. and I would put enough cash in my sock to get me home at the end of the night. In your sock? Yes. <laughs> right? Because when I wouldn't spend it. That was, uh -huh. that was the way to get me home, but it was only ever bank card and health card because I always needed one or the other. The health card for what, though? In case I had wound up in the hospital. Oh, right, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, read the book, read the book. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, if you were on your way to Pearson Airport, uh, expect delays because the, uh, I guess, Terminal 1 is in lockdown and had been for a while or still is. And passengers there were sort of freaking out because there was a security breach and nobody really knew what was going on. And I'm guessing like 30 minutes after the place went on lockdown, um, Pearson finally tweeted out saying that uh, passengers at Terminal 1 Transborder are holding this morning after arriving passengers were allowed to flow through the wrong door. We will update uh, as information becomes available. So I'm guessing is that when an international flight came in, you know, there's a, they just, you just, everybody just follows everybody, mm. right? And then you go to uh, immigration and all this other stuff. So I'm guessing what it sounds like is that all those people got funneled through a door that did not take them to the customs hall. Yeah. Freedom, sweet freedom. Right? Yeah. And then everybody there just kept following. Uh-huh. Yeah. So now Welcome you got to Mississauga. You got to round up all those people, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. Like otherwise But how do you catch them all? I now? don't know. Pokémon Cuz as soon as you go through the door, right? If one of those people, that's when you start seeing like Taxi, baggage, this. And then people start sort of going their own way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Giant net. Chasing <laughs> like, <laughs> butterflies. Yeah. So I'm get that's what it sounds like to me. I don't know. But that's what they that's what they said that uh that landing passengers were funneled through the through the wrong doors. That's crazy. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. There's a setting on your phone that Google is paying an incredible amount of money for you to not be able to access or at least not easily be able to access. And they pay uh, Apple, Samsung, all the telephone makers. And they spend more on this than McDonald's makes selling hamburgers. Whoa. And the setting affects, of course, who can track your location and uh -huh. what you look up online. It's the most useful tool that any app maker has on a phone, which is your search engine. So it turns out because there's a uh, an antitrust lawsuit happening in Washington right now against Google, it came out that Google pays to Apple, Samsung, and other phone makers in 2021 
they paid $26.3 billion to be the forced default search engine on phones. Jeez. Wow. I believe it, though. Because now it's just so common. When you want to look something up, you say, oh, just Google it. Right. Mm. Right. But. Right? I'm not going to say go but, to Bing. But is it the safest? Go to Yahoo. Is it the, go to is it even, is it the safest? Is it the best? Is it the most reliable? What do they do with your information? When they so say that, far, when, they, the when, they, when they say they're going to get rid of your information, do they actually get rid of your information? All that stuff matters because that's how Google makes money, right? Mm-hmm. It's not you going on there and looking up, you know, hey, when do WrestleMania tickets go on sale? It's all the other already stuff sale, you bro. do. It's, it's all the other stuff you do. You already Googled it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, long ago. <laughs> um, what about private browser? Uh, that doesn't matter. Oh. Um, the the only ones oh. that uh, Wait, why are you so worried? <laughs> no, 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 no. Meaning that that no. like meaning your your history your history is fine, but what you're doing is still what you're doing is still is still tracked, and uh, and, and it's because you know things like you know DuckDuckGo and all those other sort of secondary third tier search engines, mm-hmm. um, it, it prevents people from loading those onto your phone or it makes it difficult. So if you want to change your default search engine on an iPhone, it's four steps, screens, and scrolling. If you want to change it on an Android, it's 10. Oh, geez. So, th- so, so if you want like the Google, uh, the, oh wait, no, that's still Google though, Chrome. Yeah, like that's the search Google. engine is not your, like your actual like like Safari and everything else, mm-hmm. that is still Google, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to go into it and say, when I look something up in my search engine, that it is it not from. Google, get it from here. So they make it A very Bing.com. Yes, they make it very Does difficult. Bing still even exist? They, yes, they do exist. Oh, Bing.com. Yes, they do. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah. I told you it did. It's not it shouldn't be a surprise to you. What else? There's Yahoo. I know that exists. Yeah. Explorer. What about Lycos? Explore more? Is that what you said? Explorer? Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows Explorer. But that's a that's a that's like a what about Ask Jeeves. A, that's an engine, not a search engine, right? But yes, as, as you used to have to be very specific with Ask Jeeves. Like the example that they would give you when you looked up Ask Jeeves years ago, right? Um, you would have to you couldn't just say flights from, you know, Toronto to Vancouver. Their their example was they wanted you to type, can you list the airlines that um, passenger flights that go directly between Toronto and Vancouver. Like you would have oh. to type a whole long sentence into it. The gentleman's search engine. Anyway. But more than McDonald's burgers. More. Yes, more. Crazy. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, Kim Kardashian got a secret tattoo. Ooh. What? Yes. Kim Kardashian years ago when she was doing an interview with Wendy Williams, uh, Wendy Williams asked if she'd ever get a tattoo. And Kim Kardashian's answer was that would be like putting a bumper sticker on a Bentley. <laughs> on a Ferrari or a Bentley. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, and uh, and so she got a tattoo and she revealed it on the show the other night. And she got one of those. She got like a, um, you know, the infinity symbol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But on the inside of her lip. Ooh. Oh, my God. I've always wanted that. Have you? Doesn't Not the have? infinity sign, but I've always wanted one on the inside of my lip. Yeah. Just for fun. But yeah. what would you put? Like a smiley face. Smiley face on the inside of your lip, though. Yeah, like a word. I don't know. Not that I'd ever do it. I don't think I could sit there. Like YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here's Kim Kardashian talking about when she got the tattoo. You guys, something you don't know about me. <gasps> what yeah, did I say? it's a infinity song. When did you do that? 
The night of SNL, when I hosted SNL, me and all my friends got matching tattoos and everyone got them on their hands. Oh and I was so like, there's hot. not a shot, I will get a tattoo. Oh, my God. 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 This is how you celebrate SNL with a little tattoo at 4.30 in the morning. But no one knows, no one sees it. I forget, but every once in a while, I'll be flossing my teeth and I'll see like black and I'll go, what's this black? Wow, on the inside of the lip. Yeah, yeah. I saw a meme the other day where some girl tried to get that the tattoo on the inside of the lip, but he didn't pull it down far enough. So you can just clearly read it right on her lip. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. What did it say? <laughs> I don't know. It was like something stupid. I think. I don't yeah, know. I've, I, don't I, know I think I know exactly what photo you're talking about. Yeah. People have messed it up where it's like on the bottom of their lip. Yeah. Like it just. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Did you guys see the one that one girl who um, got her boyfriend's name tatted on her forehead and people? Kevin. Yeah. That's fake. That's people not real. Just trying to figure out if it's real or not. No. And then there was another story I saw this morning of like yet another girl <laughs> taking inspiration from the kevin forehead girl and got her boyfriend's name quote-unquote tatted on her head right on her forehead i don't think it's real though i don't think you ever seen the clips of that that show i think it's like a uk show where people um get like you tell you go on with like a friend or your sibling or whatever that you have like beef with Mm -hmm. and the you get to say like what they get tattooed on them and they don't get to say it until it's they don't get to see it until it's revealed Uh uh-huh like you ever, you never seen those clips of no. that show? Oh, not it, by the way, bro. There's like <laughs> one. There's one scene where, like a a brother, like his sister said, "This is what you're getting tattooed," and they and they tattooed it, and he took off the bandage and like revealed it, and it was like full on like um, uh, gentleman. Oh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> yes. Did you guys see that? No, I, I know exactly. Where I've like seen so many clips. I've seen all of them, and I'm, I'm always like, oh, at the end of every video. You know, have you not seen that, Maury? No, I haven't. Oh, <laughs> Yolo. but now I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from six to ten on Kiss ninety two five. Kiss ninety two five dot com, or download the Kiss ninety two five app.